Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. And I wanted to start out by saying thank you, Z. I took the week off last week. I was on the way to a memorial in Flagstaff. And uh, Reverend Lisa sat in on my behalf, or I believe that happened. I didn't even check the recordings. Uh, I trust you yes, two had a good did. time. <laughs> yes, it was a great time. Uh, you know, checking in on things and giving her a little little run of the house, if you will, on what we do here <laughs> on Fridays. And it was a great opportunity. Wonderful. So, folks, if you're new with us also this week, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're watching on a replay, hey, that's fabulous as well. Please feel free to hit that share button. Let your friends know what we're doing here uh, and or join us live on Friday mornings, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, every Friday, a couple of ministers talking shit. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Lisa. Linda, sorry. Uh, Lisa. Linda. Good morning. Good morning to see you guys. All right. So, Z, this week, uh, folks out in, the, out in the viewership land there, we've been talking this morning a lot about Simone Biles and the Olympics and athletics in general, um, Z. I know you're 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 definitely more the sports guy on this program than I am, and you pay a lot more attention to it and uh, than I do. And but you couldn't miss the story of, and, and truthfully, how can you miss the story of Simone prior to the Olympics as well? A very cap captivating young woman. Um, yes, an exceptional elite athlete um and that it, it's it's wonderful to see now here's my perspective and i want to honor her greatly for listening to herself rather than the pressures uh in the decision she made this week but not everybody's exactly happy about this decision huh no uh and and when you just think about the attorney i think it was the attorney general a deputy attorney general of her state of Texas, you know, comes out and says that she's a national embarrassment for saying, I decide for my own health, safety, and well-being to step down. I doubt that this guy has ever done any kind of gymnastic apparatus <laughs> at all, <laughs> has no understanding of what it takes to be a, uh, a, an elite athlete or a, definitely a gymnast right. and it's it's quite interesting I mean those are some dangerous skills she does skills that men don't even do yeah and that's what I heard I, I didn't read the whole article but I saw the headline that um, she made a statement that she got the twisties yes. and, it, and it's a term that gymnasts use 
And it, as soon as I heard it, it makes sense. You go up in the air, you flip around, you twist, you go this way, you go that way. You do that enough, the body's going to start to lose a little bit of its connection to which way is up and which way is north. <laughs> um, so I can understand how something like that can happen. And, right. you know, that's not something you train. I, I'm sure it's something you train not to experience. And that can be a dangerous situation, right? right. So. Right. Let's applaud the, the woman for self-care. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 and I mean, it's a further declaration, if you will, of what has happened during this pandemic of self-care and mental uh, agility, for lack of a better word, that people have had to learn to identify and uh, deal with in terms of mental stability, if you will, for all of the stuff that's going on in the world. I mean, you think about it. This thing was supposed to happen last year. So they had to train an extra year. A lot of them got out of training for a whole year because they had to train in the house or in the backyard or whatever. Um, and, and these skills, especially in gymnastics, I mean, if you look at these are some, this is probably the most dangerous sport that, and I'll say diving where you're doing all the flips and things and diving are two of the most dangerous sports that they have in the Olympics. Right. One of the memes I uh, um, I saw, I didn't know this, and I guess that Simone won a competition. Maybe it was a national championship with two broken toes. <laughs> right. Now, and again, folks, right, I'm not, I'm not naive here. I know that athletes have played with pain, um for decades for as long as there's been athletes they've been you athletes have been using some sort of drugs or another to deal with pain <clears throat> olympic athletes don't get that luxury by the way <laughs> they can't have anything in their body I, you know, at this point i'm surprised they're allowed to have red blood cells in their body the way they are. but I, I exaggerate excuse me uh, but it does seem like this is also the wake-up call, I believe, to re-envision what the Olympics are going to be moving forward. And it seems, to me, it seems like we rushed through to get this Olympics in because it was canceled from last year. The dangers of the of the virus only lessened. They didn't dis go away. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the stands. As as an athlete, I'm sure that is even less fun. That <laughs> it makes it all the less fun. Yeah. I believe I believe as a culture, we're outgrowing the nationalism, the patriotic exceptionalism of, you know, I really don't care what country you come from. If you're if you're doing the if you're creating an amazing experience, it doesn't matter to me what language you're speaking. But so much of this still is based around that nationalism and national exceptionalism. I'd like to envision a uh, an Olympics that's maybe different. And in retrospect, I think I would like to have seen him push it one more year, double up next year with the winter and the summer, and then go back to their every other year schedule. And instead of four years, it's two years before we have a, another summer i don't know well, 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 well the thing is there is 
the money <laughs> aspect of it. Oh right? yeah, capitalism. As yeah. my seven, as, as my se almost seventeen year old likes to say, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> because, be, because there's a whole. I mean, you think about the monetary benefits of, you know, whoever is producing it this year or that year or the next year. There's a lot of money involved. Um, and so, and, and, and I mean, I'm not naive. I get it. You know, it gives, you know, it gives the athletes a chance. It gives the camera guys, it gives the editing guys, it gives the, you know, it creates opportunities for all of the businesses, although not so much this time because you can't have spectators. Now, if you had spectators, you'd have airlines and hotels and restaurants and souvenirs and on and on and on. Yeah. That would have been benefiting, especially after the pandemic. But the pandemic is still going on. They got a crisis in Japan right now, um, yeah. and a lot of Olympics Olympians have contacted while they're there. And right, and Simone is not the only one pulling out of the Olympics for various reasons as well. Let's also remember that right? there are athletes from various countries all over the place saying, "No, <laughs> I'm out." Yeah. Um, it that reminds me of a really ugly story in the Paralympic world right now, where a, a longtime female swimming champion Paralympics was told she's not allowed to take her companion support person with her to the Olympics. That she had to rely on a community support person that would be there to help several athletes. The, the thing is here, this athlete, she's blind and. Uh, has lost her and deaf and she's a swimmer and her mother is her companion and she relies on her mother to be able to do to do to do her sport without that companion she pulled out and said i can't i'm not going yeah because i don't feel safe relying on somebody that i've never worked with before and she's a community person she's working with several people who knows if she contacts uh anything and bring it forward you know, you, you hit on a, an important point here, too. Japan is seeing a resurgence. Um, I, I don't know if this is the original variant or the in or the Delta variant, excuse me, or the Delta variant. Um, but we're not out of the woods on this thing yet. No. Uh, the no. CDC this week here in America uh, recommended that people begin to re-mask or wear your mask at indoor gatherings. Mm -hmm. So... Back to restaurants, movie theaters. Um, I spoke with a friend who lives in a um, he lives in a place where he, he's surrounded by the Delta variant. Actually, all the counties around him and the county he lives in, Middle America, uh, all have the Delta variant, and they've had twenty-seven deaths, wow. breakthrough breakthrough deaths of vaccinated people. Wow. Um, or and. So, yes, those of us that are vaccinated, folks, hey, good for you, right? We're not here telling you you have to do that. But what it would appear is that if you're not vaccinated, you're putting yourself at an even greater risk for the new Delta variant. And, 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 and for those of us that are vaccinated, the magic word for today is stay vigilant. 
Keep your mask. Don't get lax because you think you got the var- the vaccine because it's attacking everybody, this Delta variant. So continue to wash your hands. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to be conscious of your uh, surroundings because um, those who are, are, for whatever reason, choosing not to get the vaccine are allowing the virus to continue, uh, excuse me, to continue to mutate. So they got a lambda, they, they they got a lambda variant out there. They don't know what that's doing. And so they're gonna keep coming up with all these different variants because as the virus, again, and let's remember it is a living thing, mm-hmm. as it gets into new environments, it will mutate and adjust just like we do. When the summer is, we adjust, we take off clothes. When the winter comes, we adjust, we put on clothes. And that is what this virus is doing. And so we 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 have to remain vigilant, as they say. Even if you don't want to follow the science, you better start understanding the science because it's going to have a tremendous <laughs> effect on what you do and how you do it. <laughs> I, that one to me is just like, uh, you know, all right, if you don't want to believe me, then go get a five-year degree. <laughs> go, you know, if a, now, all right, again, scientists have different perspectives. That's all well and good. When the majority of the science out there points in one direction, I believe we pay attention to it. Yes. And, yes. I, you know, as you were sharing, I, I I just flipped back. I flipped the calendar back one year. Mm-hmm. If, because right now we've got this Delta variant. That's the, the, the name on everybody's. I trust that we're treating this a little differently than we did with the original outbreak in January, February, March of 2020, where people just, you know, know it like, I think I would hope we know a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. The, <clears throat> the rules still apply. Wash your hands, keep your distance, wear your mask. We've, uh, right. It, it, we're not going back to night 2019 ever. Mm-mm. So again, I, I, I I'm, I'm starting to sound like a broken record. What, what do we want to envision for our future, right? This variant is now on the, this virus is on the planet. It most likely will be on the planet for the rest of our lifetimes. The flu probably will still be here for the rest of our lifetimes. And by the way, you know why the numbers on the flu went down this past year? Because we're all wearing masks. It's simple. (laughs) and you know you just reminded me that you know it's been a year now and i remember when when you know because when the first the first hint of it came out we went we were in in 19 right we were in november december of 2019 and there was this thing and people were you know they weren't quite sure and they were and so then come january 2021 i mean 2020 it hit Right. And then right. March, it really hit. Yeah. But you look at all of the things that happened during that time. It was and everybody was saying, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for us to uh, to rethink life and rethink relationships and health care. And, you know, and all these things that they knew were going to be affected. Right. And here we are a year and a half later, for sure. If we mm-hmm. say if they have the first documented case, they said in January. We're now in August, effectively, right. and 
another variant. So this is COVID round two, right? We got a whole new thing to deal with. I just saw something this morning that camps for kids around the country, the virus has escalated. And now these kids are going back home as summer starts to end and kids begin to start back to school in two weeks. Mm. Yeah, you're which right. is what it takes for these viruses to show up. So two weeks from now, when people are back in school starting on the 16th or 17th or sometime during that week, uh, that's going to be an interesting statistic to watch. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I can rep I can respect this, Wayne. I think that we're all COVID weary. Uh, however, that's the time to be the most diligent, the most mm -hmm. vigilant. Now, right now is because uh, I want to equate this to, to drowsy driving. Not drunk driving, not buzz driving, just anybody here has ever done a long distance road trip, you know how it gets. You're mm -hmm. not really asleep and you're not really awake. Mm -hmm. And and that road weariness is, is the sign that it's time for a reset. We are weary. I get it. And we've got to just reset it. Grab a cup of coffee Get out, run around the block, stretch, get some fresh air, all the whatever, and mentally start yeah. to prepare ourselves that we're not done. No. Um, break the mask backs out. I, I saw a new mask I want to get. It doesn't matter who you are. It makes you look like Frank Zappa. <laughs> with, with the big bush, bushy mustache and the little short goatee, it makes you look. I, I, I was like, oh, I want one of those. Let's all be Frank Zappa for the, like, and we could do that. We could have Frank Zappa Day where everybody wears a Frank Zappa mask. We could have, you know, Iron Man Day where we all wear an Iron Man mask or something like that. We could make it more fun than we did last time around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, 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 the, but the key is. I think, or one of the keys, is that if we look at the at the uh, for me anyway, and I and I would suggest this is a, a perspective ones can take or begin to explore. This continues to be an opportunity for us to do the gut check on society at this moment. Right. We got we got an Olympic with people coming from all over the globe in a town that has a COVID thing. But we're still doing it. Now, yes, okay, some people say, yeah, well, we need to do it because we need to, we, we're, we're COVID weary. Yes, but do we need to put more people and more global spread of the virus? Where's the priority? Um, you know, uh, again, all, all doing last year, all of the uh, police situations came up. We just had another one here in Colorado where the police pistol whipped the guy. They supposedly he had a, outstanding warrant. I'm not sure what it was for, mm -hmm. but the guy, I mean, captured on video and, and two other officers were right there. Didn't say a thing. Right. There was another situation, I think in Atlanta where uh, they had a young lady down and she was on the ground and she kind of spit on the officer's pants or something. And he kicked her in the face. Um, we, we, we seem not to have learned our lesson enough yet that, you know, as they say, history will repeat itself if we don't we don't make any adjustments or changes. And right now, 
Uh, it it looks like we're not learning. Yeah. It it yes. Uh, it does appear we're not learning. <laughs> and uh, th again, this one in Aurora, uh, folks. That for some of you that that name might sound familiar, the Aurora Police Department. You heard us talking about them last year uh, with the death of young man, Elijah McLean. Um, and one officer, I, the officers on that have been charged, I believe, at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, the Aurora Police Department, and there, there are major calls now. <laughs> uh, this is an editorial from the Denver Post. The Aurora Police Department needs an independent monitor and changes to its charter. Violent behavior is not an anomaly. So, you know, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to offer up our prayers to the new police chief there. Yes. Uh, because in the midst of all of this re revelation over the last year, uh, Vanessa Wilson uh, stepped in as the police chief, but she's just shy eight, uh, the 4th of August last year. So she is just this far shy of her one year anniversary. And this happens. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Right. We know there's a problem in the Aurora Police Department. We know that there's someone new in leadership. And I quickly reflect on you know, in our training, Z, they, they always tell us when you go into a new church, you go into a new community, don't change anything for a year. Right. This woman's had has been forced to make, I'm sure, massive major changes in the department in the past year. Yep. That, that's going to continue in the next coming years. We're going to stay vigilant to stay on the prayer chain on, on, on behalf of Chief Wilson and the whole department. Yeah. Because if this type of violent behavior is not an anomaly, then that points to what it needs to be. We need yeah. to make this type of violent response by the police an anomaly. The, the, the very strange, weird, oh, my God, that hasn't happened in years kind of anomaly. Right. And the other thing, you know, on both of these cases, the one in Atlanta, I think it was when a guy kicked the girl and the one here, the officers who were with them did nothing. They just they, they made no attempt to say, stop, don't do that. Uh, that's enough. Anything. Whoa, 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 Not whoa, whoa, man. He, she's in cuffs or right. whatever. Right. Exactly. And, and and so, again, we see this behavior, and it appears to be, and I'm, I'm not going to be presumptuous, that that the fellow officers are turning a blind eye, if you will, to this behavior that is continuing. I mean, since the George Floyd and the Aubrey and, and, and all those cases last year, we've had, I don't think we've had a decrease in, in cases where police have just overstepped their bounds. Right. <clears throat> well, you know, to me, it's just striking me as we're sharing, perhaps the police across America, they might just well be the largest population of people living with active PTSD in their lives. It's true. Like these, these guys and, and gals, when men and women are going to work every single day, in this combat warrior mentality, because that's how they're being trained. Yep. They're going to work every, and I can only imagine how hard it's been for decades of F the police being yelled and spray painted and turned into popular music mm -hmm. and every other thing. Right. It can't yep. be, it can't be an easy, easy, right. It, that's it. Yeah. We know that. No. 
And so I can see how it's easy to say, yeah, I'm not going to say a damn word about that because that guy deserves every bit of that kick. And, and you're I'm, you're just lucky he got to you before I did, because they think their life's in danger. They're living yeah. with this is perhaps one of the greatest mental health crises on in our country. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 that's and 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 that's true because I, I think and I didn't mean to cut you off that saying, but they're in combat. They're in constant combat, and we we see now with our veterans who've been in combat for twenty years now. Uh, with with everything over in the Middle East, they come back. You know, uh, them obviously it's a little different, but 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 the but the ability or or the necessity of, of always being on guard. Just think about yourself. If you if your child goes out at night, and they're supposed to be home at twelve, and it's one o'clock, you are tense about where are they? And you and and so imagine if you're in that you know kind of a operational mode war zone. 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. Somebody might shoot me. Somebody may ambush me. It is a it Somebody. is a legitimate concern that we should have for our police officers, our servants of, of, of law and order. Yeah. But so, we gotta find a balance. And I don't know, I, I'm I'm no expert on that. So I don't know what it is, but I, I know there's gotta be a different way. There's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. Yes. <clears throat> we yeah. have I think we have to start looking at the police as heal as hurt people. Right? Because you said they go out thinking somebody might shoot me. I think it slips real I think it's real easy to slip into somebody is going to shoot me. Yeah. I'm going out there today and somebody is going to shoot at me. Yep. Somebody is going to spit at me, somebody's going to take a swing. And so it so that hurt, we've got to find a way to heal, help those folks heal that, that sense of hurt and division so they can be in a role that's more helping the hurt people. Yeah. Again, and I'm not an expert and this is nothing more than a, the, nothing more than a vision that we can do it another way. Because, because, and I'm smiling because it just dawned on me. You know, think of the like this guy, uh, Officer Herbert, I think his name is out in uh, Aurora. Mm -hmm. He's he's exhibiting this kind of behavior, knowing he has a camera on that's recording all of it. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, he was clearly in no danger from this guy. The guy was sitting down. He was standing up over him. At one point, he had the gun pointed to this man's head and he's on the ground, not threatening it appears right so what has clicked in this officer's mind to say i know i got a camera on this camera that's recording voice and video and i'm still exhibiting this type of behavior and i've got a gun on the guy yeah i you, mentally what happened there judge jury and executioner except the guy the the guy got lucky and the cops some stopped before pulling the trigger, right? I mean, and this guy had two big golf ball sized knots on the side of his head where he got pistol with. Yeah. Don't go watch the video, people. Do not do it. Don't. I, we've done it for you. You don't need to do it. Trust me. Uh, it's, <clears throat> this is a, yeah, it's another tough one, right? So I'm not, 
I was one of those, you know, I'm, I'm big. I, right away, I was like, yeah, let's defund the police. Wait, mm-hmm. no, hold, hold on. Let's see what that really means. Okay, yeah, that's emotional. <laughs> well, maybe we could refund the police. That's a good way to do it. And and there are experiences out there that are happening. Yeah. Um, we're going to point to places like Austin, Texas, Ithaca, New York. Um, those are the two that I've been following that seem to be getting some that are doing new things, new ideas. I'm sure there are other innovations happening in other communities. And if you know of any, please let us know. If you know of any innovations and in changes in, in policing specifically and how people are Um, and how police departments are showing up in the world. We'd love to feature those kinds of stories because this is truly also one of our, I think, major tipping points in, in human culture. And Mm -hmm. today is the day the history books will write about when, and there will be that, you know, the great, the great COVID, the great pandemic, but that great, that is leading us to some really great, great changes for the good yes yes because what's what's what this i would submit uh is the is a pivotal point in human society and evolution uh, when we look at all of the things we are dealing with at this present time we've always dealt with them but i don't think they've been to this pitch in terms of health care and with the COVID and, 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 and the medical system and the education system and the political system and, you know, people trying to have anarchy and overthrow the government. And these things are going to set a, 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 a opinion of life and how we deal with it for, for the future. Yeah. The young people are going to remember this and say, is this what I want to continue? Or do I want to put a stop to this? Yeah. And... I believe the young people are actually already saying that, <laughs> but that's a story for another time, folks. That's yeah. an episode for another week. Uh, we've uh, we've already effectively gone well over our allotted time frame this morning, so we want to thank you for being with us here on Ministers Talking Shit Friday mornings on the New Thought Media Network. Please feel free to enjoy the, uh, join in the conversation. Send us suggestions, comments, complaints, moans, groans, gripes, anything you'd like over at ministertalk at ntmedia.org. We'll make sure one of us gets back to you on that uh, right away. Right away. Uh, Z, final thoughts before we uh, get back into the morning? You know, my final thought is let's all take a mental health check and check our mental faculties. I mean, we talked about it with the police, with Simone Biles, everywhere. We all need to take this moment or a moment at some time to have a mental check or what we used to call a reality check <clears throat> call in for mental health day next week mm. that's our prescription we yeah. love you folks have a great day keep on keep it on we'll see you again here on new thought media network until next time peace peace and blessings <laughs>